I think this podcast is long overdue with Arlene because I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. So welcome, Arlene, to Drinks with Shan. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shan. I'm so excited to have you here because I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that you were a qualified makeup artist and image consultant. So that's new to me. <laughs> I have a long list. <laughs> you do have a long list. Like Aline's an inspirational and beauty blogger. She's a speaker. She's an author, a makeup artist, image consultant. And I know that you've just launched your own brand am I right clothing brand um yes it's, I, I would say brand more than clothing brand but that is correct awesome okay so there's a lot going on but congratulations on everything you've achieved thank you now what's inspiring for me is you the co-founder of the inspired group of companies and you guys have been doing some amazing stuff so do you want to pull us in a little so Inspired is a company that I have co-founded alongside my husband, Darren. Um, Darren, a few years ago, wrote his first book. And um, since then, we've kind of been learning along the way uh, about self-publishing and kind of figured out that there are very few people in the industry that are willing to help you, um, you know, get yourself out there and give you tips on how to be a self-published author. So we learned a lot along the way and, you know, decided that we'd love to help other people along their journey of writing their own books and becoming speakers and that kind of thing. And yeah, that's basically what we do. That's really our heart is to help people get their stories out there. And the one thing that we are seeing and have learned over the past few years is that it's not just celebrities and big people that need to have a book or that can have a book that would be successful. So Inspired is basically a personal development brand and we do publishing, speaking and coaching. That is amazing. So I'm curious to know, when did you realize that you wanted to become an author? Uh, a few years ago, I knew already that I should write a book, um, but I shied away from it because I just wasn't ready. You know, I would say about seven years ago already, I knew. And Darren would always tell me, you should write a book, you should write a book, because at that point I was blogging and got really good feedback from sharing my, my life lessons and stuff via my, my blog, you know, and I had a decent, very modest following. Um, but one day I was, I had just given birth to my son and, um, sitting and breastfeeding him. I was just, I said to God, like, is this, is this it for me? <laughs> is this my life that I just need to look after these two boys? And is there nothing left for me? And I really felt like in that moment, God was saying to me, I've already told you what you need to do. It's time for you to write your book. And yeah, that's how, that's basically how it started for me. And I must say, when I read Daddy's Girls, it Daddy's Girl, it literally gave me goosebumps because <laughs> it's such a powerful book. Like it's a moving story, and you know you share your, your life story, and 
wow. So congrats. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you actually took that first step, you know, and you wrote that book. And hopefully there's going to be another one. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I do hope and dream of writing another book. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a brave step for me. I think I still have a lot to do with this one. Um, and I'm really glad that I did. It was, it was difficult. And it does take a, a, a level of bravery and, you know, like casting your kids to the wind and just doing it, you know. So it's been really fruitful mm. um, and it's been great since I've, since I've self-published and released it. So you see, that's one of the reasons why I have you on today's episode, because I think you're the perfect person to ask all these questions that I have about writing and publishing a book. As you mentioned yourself, there's so many people that are not celebrities or public figures that want to write a book or have a good story to tell. And a lot of them don't know where to start or what to do. And I feel like I'm also stuck there. But so you answering my questions today will help a lot of people. And I want to start by finding out, like, how long did it take you to plan and draft your book? Like, tell us about the whole brainstorming session. So when I decided to write my book, um, it came to me that I should do it in three sections, which was life, lessons, and legacy. That was the way that I structured my book. So I had thought about my life and somehow it... I just remembered the show that I had watched called How to Get Away with Murder. I don't know if you've watched that show. Mm. So How to Get Away with Murder, they they start basically with the end at the beginning and then go into the how they got to that end during the during the series, basically. And it was how I started my book. So first chapter I started with, you know, the how my parents had passed away and then how my life had progressed after that, going from like childhood to teenagehood, um, teenagehood to adulthood, that kind of thing. And then did the lessons that I had learned along the way and the legacy that I would like to leave for my family, um, you know, during my life and after I passed away. But I knew that that's how mm-hmm. I wanted to structure my, my book because the, the essence and the heart of my book was to inspire people and, um, Point them back to the heart of the Father. I really wanted people to know that God can do anything in spite of your circumstances and in spite of where you come from. So that was basically how I did it. Um, it. It really just came to me and I was really blessed to be able to have my husband as my coach that was the trailblazer that went before me and did his book before I did. So that was how I brainstormed that I knew what the outcome was that I wanted out of my book and structured my book around that. And I know it's a very personal book, but how much research goes into drafting a book? Obviously it depends on the nature of your book. Um, For me, it was deeply personal, um, you know, like a memoir of sorts. So I had to dig really deep to be able to know what it is that I actually wanted to put in my book. Um, a lot of self-reflection for me and also research on, you know, what the Bible says about the lessons that I've learned that I wanted to put into my book. So that kind of research, yes, it definitely was research. I think it depends on the nature of your book and the message that you are trying to get across. 
because you do want to be thorough in what it is that you're putting out mm. there because the book is forever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm curious to know, where was your favorite place to write? <laughs> oh my word, I don't remember having a favorite place. Probably in my bedroom. Um, most of my writing I remember doing in my bedroom, on the bed, because my son was still quite small at that time, so napping a lot. Um, so yeah, being in the bedroom with him and the bedroom had a lot of light and I love like well-lit rooms. So I would definitely say my bedroom at that time. Okay. So I don't know about you, but for me, when I write, like I need to listen to music. There's, there's a few songs that are my favorites that I would listen to over and over again. And I will write, I don't know if that is weird, but did you do anything like that? I find it difficult to write when I listen to something um, because then I feel like I'm going to type out exactly what it is that I'm listening to. <laughs> so maybe music sounds words like, um, like an instrumental would work. Mm. But um, yeah, no, I didn't. I would li maybe listen to music before, but not okay. during, not while I wrote. No, that didn't work for me. Okay, because you know, like you watch series and movies where you see an author's always trying to get comfortable like she mm -hmm. either has this favorite chair or favorite space or you know they say oh you should get away and go to the sea yeah right so yeah does all that work like tell me about that process like how do you switch on and switch off especially now you're a, you were a new mom then right mm -hmm. and I can imagine the craziness of because I know the craziness of becoming a first-time mom yeah and then on top of that you're like nah I'm just gonna write a book <laughs> like it's nothing <laughs> so I'm so curious to know how did you manage manage this too and how did you know when to switch off I think it was I mean, it was difficult, but because it was a priority for me, I was able to do it. Um, and also, like I'm saying, I mean, my son would nap at those at certain times. So I was able to get them writing in um, during nap time. At that point, we did not have any money to go to the sea and be inspired to write at the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would write while I was inspired. If I felt um, inspired to write and wasn't able to get to my computer and type at that moment, I would make a note on my phone uh, and then go back to it later when I had the time to write. Uh, writer's block is definitely something that's real and I did experience it, but I, because I was so in it and involved in it for a, like a certain amount of time, like I didn't write and then stop and then start writing again. It was like a process that was ongoing for me for about five or six months I think because I was so deep in it at that time um I was able to kind of push through it and in spite of the circumstances of being a new mom and breastfeeding is extremely challenging because nobody else can feed that child except you mm. Mm. So, yeah. so you literally wrote you wrote during nap sessions yeah and yeah. you gave yourself like six months to complete the book Yes, I knew that I, my deadline was that I wanted to re release it by June um, because my birthday is in June. So I knew that I wanted to release it by then. And I knew that I also wanted to give a few people the manuscript before it went to edit for them to give me feedback on how they felt about it, how they perceived it and that kind of thing. 
So I did definitely have deadlines and timelines and I was very diligent and kind of strict with myself to, to stick to that. Do, do you think it's important for writers to have a timeline in mind or how can one actually get disciplined when it comes to writing? I think timelines are very good because it will keep you disciplined. If you have that drive to get your book done by a certain time, a timeline and deadline will really help you. Um, having someone that knows that you want to write the book and will keep you accountable, something that really, really helps as well. I mean, I had told my husband, my family knew that I was writing a book and had told a couple of my friends that I knew would ask, like, when is a book coming out? That kind of thing. And eventually mm. when I felt ready, um, put it out on my social media and I knew by the time that it was out on my social, there was no going back <laughs> because people would mm. ask about it. So timelines, deadlines and accountability are definitely a great way to push yourself to, to get it done, to get your manuscript done. So you mentioned that your husband was your coach, which is quite interesting to me because I didn't know of many people that have coaches when they are writing, but I know your husband is somehow in that space. So just tell us quickly, like what's the benefits of actually having someone coach you through this process? A coach is, there's no value <laughs> that you can put on a coach. Really. I've, I've seen it with Darren. Darren, um, had never been coached before and I think just about a year ago decided that he was going to get a coach and it just took his speaking and our business to another level having a coach is like it's really invaluable and will help you see things from a different perspective you know sometimes when you're in something and really deep in something it's difficult to see the bigger picture but having someone that can really that really believes in you and sees your potential and gets the heart of your vision is really something that's needed. And um, Darren did a great job with, with me with that. It was difficult because you know how it is when you husband and wife, like sometimes you can't mm -hmm. take that person 100% seriously. <laughs> but um, I mean, he was great. And I was, I did my best to stay as teachable as I could during that time. Okay, that's awesome to know, the husband and wife team. <laughs> <laughs> Not as, as romantic as it sounds, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm sure you, you have know, <laughs> You have to learn what to keep away. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> what was the best money you spent on as a writer, like the best thing you spent your money on? Without a doubt, editing. The editor was the best money that I spent um, during my my like my book process. There is no there's no money that you can put on an editor, and um, he was pretty expensive. One of our most expensive editors here at Inspire Publishing, but um, great, really worth the money. And you don't want to publish a book and feel like you know there's so many spelling mistakes and grammatical errors and that kind of thing in it, and feel like you've made a fool of yourself. So, Definitely. yeah, that was the, and I'm like, I'm saying a book is forever. People don't throw books away. A book will end up like in a library or somewhere at the end of its life. But yeah, that was definitely the best money that I spent. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Mm -hmm. These are people that don't really know the space, but are curious to find out how to get started 
or, you know, learn more about publishing. And I know there's a big difference between self-publishing and, and finding a publishing house. Yes. And a lot of people are now, you know, thinking about, oh, maybe I should self-publish or I have an opportunity to self-publish. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what is the big difference between the two? So there is a big difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing. Um, traditional publishing is basically your books that you would find in your exclusive books and other bigger bookstores. Um, those are publishing houses that would somehow find out about you and approach you and ask you to buy your manuscript. And they would fund everything for you. So they would um, basically design your book for you, pay for your editing for you, do your marketing for you, um, and have a like a little book tower in their in their shop when your book releases. Um, the main difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing is the bottom line, which is the money. You, as somebody that has sold your book to a traditional publisher, may not make as much money as somebody that would self-publish, depending on who you are. If you are a Trevor Noah no doubt the best way for you to go is traditional publishing because people know about you, people are interested in you and they're going to put a lot of money into marketing your book. But um, somebody that's an unknown like me, I would push it harder for myself and basically get more money out of that. With traditional publishing, they offer you a small percentage off the sales of your book. And I think it's a once off like lump sum for the for the manuscript, basically. So one author that we heard of, I think it was about three years ago, had sold her manuscript for 20,000 rand. And I think was taking about, I wouldn't say more than 20% of the, the sale price of her book, which is very, very little. If you are self-publishing your book, you are selling the book yourself and getting 100% of the profit. And that is the main difference. Self-publishing is definitely a lot more work. You have to do it yourself, market yourself, sell yourself, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's worth it for you because you are reaping all the benefits of that, which is the money that you get back from it. And I find like being a self-published author, I always have a product to sell. It's something that never runs out, that never will run out and People still buy books. Hmm, definitely. I agree. And I love that you mentioned a figure because lots of people think that authors are super rich. I mm. don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why because it's like starving artists buying. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that. So how does one pitch a book to the publisher? Because you, you mentioned the manuscript, right? Mm. But I'm sure there's a process to, for them to actually get their hands on a manuscript, especially if you're not a well-known person. Yes. So, Where do you find them? Yeah. So, I mean, one way to do it is to Google South African publishers, um, get their email off their website and email them and say to them that you have a book that you are looking to basically stock in their stores and ask them what the process is and they'll get back to you. That's what Darren did when he first wrote his book because we thought that would be the way to go. And they got him back, and they got back to him with a very basic uh, Dear John letter, 
and broke down like their fees and their publishing and had said that if his books don't sell in the store, he would have to buy it back from them at the same oh price God. that it was retailing at in the store. So it would have taken, it would have been a massive loss if we had to go that route. Wow. Yeah, that's, okay, the, that's the main reason that I say it's, it's best for people that are, um, that are better known and that you know that this publishing company is going to market hard for you because we have seen unknowns get market, marketed really hard and then go on to be successful authors. But it's, it's quite a gamble. Okay, so and as you mentioned, like Google should be the best place uh, to find publishing houses, mm-hmm. and I'm guess I'm guessing that a lot of publishing houses focus on certain genres. Am I right? Yes, I, w- I would say so. So, what does Inspired focus on? So, at Inspired Publishing, our mandate is to publish books that inspire. <laughs> So that is basically our only requirement. If you have a book that is inspirational and you are keen to self-publish that and we believe in it, we will back you all the way. Okay, awesome. The name says it for itself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk a little bit about Mm self-publishing. Is there any self-publishing websites you'd recommend or any tips on how one should go about doing this? I can recommend a really great self-publishing house, Sean, and it's called Inspired Publishing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we are Inspired Publishing. We have a range of services uh, that we can offer you as somebody that's considering self-publishing. Darren runs a webinar that he does for people that are aspiring authors that maybe haven't started writing their manuscript yet or exploring the idea of being a self-published author. He gives them a, um, a book blueprint basically for you to be inspired to write your book, something that will help you to start writing your book. He teaches you how to package, publish and profit from your book as well and goes through marketing strategies that will help you fund your book. Because a lot of people say that, you know, I I have this book idea, I'd love to write a book, but I don't have money to do that. Mm -hmm. So there are ways around that, ways that you can definitely do that. And those are the things that we explore in our webinar. Um, The webinar is a four-week webinar that happens via Zoom, and it is live. It's not pre-recorded. We do have other pre-recorded classes that we do offer, so you are welcome to email us at info at inspiredpublishing.co.za if you are interested in any of our other services. Another service that we offer is a self-publishing package, which is basically us holding your hand through the self-publishing process. And once you are done with us, everything that you have is yours. We don't own anything of yours. We don't take any royalties. And that is basically what we do with our authors. Wow, I love what you mentioned because I think you and I both know that this was needed in the industry Um, and it's so different. I I love the webinar idea, especially now. I think there's so many people that are inspired to write books around us. Yeah, Perfect opportunity. So I highly recommend our listeners check that out if you are inspired to write a book. I think the best place to start is to do some type of course, like Mm -hmm. whether it's 
webinar or anything else, but that actually gives you the push that you need to start writing. Yes, and we've noticed like with our webinar, our webinar classes is that everybody in the class kind of keeps each other accountable. Even if they don't see each other all the time, they kind of have accountability buddies and that really helps them, um, you know, push through with the writing and publishing of their book. No, definitely need that when you're writing. Talking about editors for a book, how does that process actually work and how long does does it take for someone to edit a book? I know that's a quite vague, but give us a rough idea. I think editing depends on the size of your manuscript and the amount of words of your manuscript. So if you have a larger manuscript, it might it may take longer. If you have a shorter manuscript, I mean somebody could a good editor could be done with your manuscript within a month or maybe three weeks, depends on the editor themselves. But it's diff- like you're saying, it's vague. Your question is vague, so it's difficult to answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, editing is not a quick process. And if you get somebody that edits your your manuscript quickly, I would say be weary of that person because you don't want the quick edit. You want the thorough and good edit. So it's difficult to say. It definitely depends on the size of the manuscript. But I love that you mentioned that tip because I think that's the important one is, you know, try and see what a good editor does. Where do all the good editors hang out, though? Is there like a Facebook group for editors? (laughs) (laughs) That I do not know, but I can tell you um, if you do decide to go with us um, and our self-publishing process, like a package that we have, you would get access to our database, which includes a pool of great editors. Okay, awesome. So Inspired has everything sorted. It's like all under one house. You don't need to go anywhere else. And Arlene can definitely hook you up (laughs) to set it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to ask you another question that I don't know if you can answer, but maybe just give me an idea. How much does it cost to publish a book? If someone's thinking about it and as we mentioned before, like a lot of people don't have that money now, mm-hmm. but would like to save towards this. Yeah, um, I would say biggest cost of publishing is printing. Your print might be the, the bulk of your, of your cost and editing might be a lot as well because a lot of editors um, charge per word for editing. So that would be the bulk of your of your costing. I can't tell you exactly how much that would be, um, but we, like I said, in Inspired Publishing, we have our own packages, and you can inquire with the email if you'd like to know how much that would be. But yeah, I would like advice. I would say is biggest cost for you would be your printing and your your editing. Okay, so we don't have a number, but yeah, you don't have we'll, a number. We'll email. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but like I'm saying, if you're going to be doing it on your own and outsourcing your own editor, uh, editors vary, and many editors charge per word. Okay, so that is expect that to be high. Yes. Okay, so I want to know from you, what do you think makes a good story? <sighs> I think. A good story is one that leaves you feeling like me too. I can relate to that. I've been through that. 
one that you can relate to and one that will leave you feeling inspired to to be better and do better in your own life. I love it. Simple and sweet, but spot on. <laughs> I think that's what most people want when they read a book. Yes, yes. Feel inspired and the cup is filled and wanting to read more and more. Yes, definitely. Any tips on how one can build an audience before publishing? I think you can answer that question, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> you are my guest. <laughs> you can answer that question very, very well. Um, I think you're an excellent example of building an audience before publishing. If, oh, thank you. Yeah, if you were to publish a book, you already have a, a ready-made audience, basically, because of how well your blog is done and just your social media presence. I think that's really a, a great way to, to build your audience. I know a lot of people shy away from social media because it can be intimidating, but it's a great way to, to build a reputation and to build trust with people and build your audience once you are ready to publish your book. For me, social media is a major key. Do you think that played a huge role in the sales of your book as well? Like Definitely. Has, has people contacted you via social media for so, your book? Yeah. When I published Daddy's Girl, when I self-published Daddy's Girl, every single one of the copies that I sold was through social media. Every wow. single one of the copies. At that point, I didn't even think about um, paid marketing on social media. I didn't know anything about it at that point. Now I do, and I'm wiser for it. But at that point, social media was my biggest, biggest pull. I didn't even have a mailing list. Everything was social media. I love that how you said I'm a good example. But here's the thing. What if your social media says one thing about you and you're writing a whole different story? (laughs) (laughs) For me, I feel like, That is, you know, what Darren always says to people is if you are wondering about what to write and what what a successful book would be for you, you should think about what it is that you are known for and what do people go to you for. So for you, Sean, if you are somebody that people go to for parenting advice, a parenting book might be a good thing for you. You know, if that's not the way that you want to go, it's also okay. But the um, the success rate, if you were to do a book of that nature, would probably be higher. So what are you known for? I was known for sharing my experiences and lessons and um, sharing what God has done through my life before I started writing my book. And my book is that. So people knew exactly what they were going to get from me in my book. And I feel like that's why it was successful, because that is the essence of who I am. So, yeah, we always advise people, like, what are you good at? And what are you always um, talking about? And that is one of the things, like, what are you an expert at? And that is one of the things that could make a successful book for you. Definitely makes so much sense. Any resources you would recommend to other authors or aspiring authors? Mm, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, obviously, depends on the nature of your book. But I, the internet is a great source of information for anyone. 
Um, if you are looking into self-publishing, we at Inspired Publishing would be happy to help you. You're welcome to email us and ask us whatever questions you have. And um, yeah, I think if you're willing to, to go your own way and do it on your own, check the internet, ask around, um, look at books in stores, read the fine lines, like who were their publishing companies, how did they do it, research, research, research. The internet is endless. Why do you think most writers fail? Because they give up. I think that's the reason. Um, if you are self-publishing or a writer that hasn't continued to write, it's because you didn't continue and you didn't finish. That's the only reason that you would fail. I feel like a, a, a finished author is not a failure for me. And I always tell people that there is a big difference between people who say that they will do and between people who actually do. And people who do are the ones that are successful. So I, th I think for me personally, that is, that's the reason that people fall in their fails because they don't see it through and they don't finish. Wow, that's actually some good advice there. And like, I mean, girl, like you gave me goosebumps just saying that because that's so true. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, you know, as you said earlier, having someone that can hold you accountable or maybe just starting a writer's group, you know, yeah. having that community that can back you up. I feel like it's so important, even for us content creators now. Yes. Yeah, you, do, you um, definitely do need accountability. And I mean, when I... I um, at the end of last year, put out a annual planner, a hand illustrated annual planner. And I can't tell you the amount of people that came to me and said, oh, I love your journal. Um, I had the exact same idea to do it. And, but you didn't. And I did. Yeah. And that's the difference between you and I is that I saw it through. And it's not, it's not a unique idea. It's not something that's new. Um, it's not something that's never been done before. It's just that I finished. I did it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. And talking about your journal, that's what I was actually going to mention next. Because mm -hmm. I must say that this has been kind of life-changing for me. I'm mm -hmm. going to be honest with you. I've never really used a journal properly in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get those diaries that you, you buy from your local stationery store. And you'd, I almost probably used like 10 pages out of it the entire year, right? And that was to write like notes from a call that I had. Yes. But, you know, this journal that you sent me, I actually sat and I was like, I'm going to do this properly. And I was so excited come first Jan that I immediately, like, you know, I took out my nice pens and I started coloring it, making it look pretty, even though for my daughter, it didn't look pretty for her. I just like, I do this. But I was like, it's my journal, shush. <laughs> and I've been using it. I've been planning my days. I've been planning my week. You know, I've been tracking my moods and, you know, all the quotes and from, and scripture that you have um, in the journal has been so inspiring for me. I must also add that you are extremely talented. Your writing is something else. Mine is not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but well done to you. Like, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I've been 
yeah, it's kind of cool already. Like my Jan and Feb, you know, I just, now I love planning. Like it's my weekend thing. I sit on a Saturday or a Sunday. I put half an hour aside and I start planning and it's just worked so well for me. So congratulations on that. And we'll be looking out for 2022. Definitely. That is so, that's so amazing. When I get feedback like this, it makes me so proud because I know as like a stationary junkie myself, I would buy a stationery and, and it would just lie. Like I've got notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks that I just never used. But when I got into bullet journaling, it, was, it just kept me consistent. And it was a way that I kept myself accountable. And also a way for me to do something that was just for me. You know how it is as a mom. It's like, it's difficult to find something for yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you kind of lose your identity as a mom. But this was this was something that really forced me to do something that was just for me that nobody else was involved in. And I felt like it's something that could benefit a lot of people as well. So as you shared that, it made my heart so happy because it's doing what I wanted it to do. Yeah, because I could definitely not draw all these pretty pictures. I could never do this on my own. I'm just saying. (laughs) You made it very easy for coloring. I'm so glad. But I think one of my favorites thus far in the journal was you started off you know, the journal in the beginning with the 21 ways to love yourself. And, you know, self-love is so important to me. Mm-hmm. And this is something I find myself keep coming back to, mm-hmm. you know, when I doubt myself or I feel a bit drained, I come here and I just read it. And I'm like, you know what, Shan, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some important points here. So definitely include more of that next year. That's just amazing. <laughs> I'm glad because I wasn't sure. I thought, okay, is this going to be a waste? Is anybody going to like this? That's great feedback. Thank you for that. No, pleasure. And we'll be looking out to see anything new and exciting that comes from you. But you do surprise us a lot. <laughs> I love your energy. I love your motivation. You and your husband are so inspiring. So that that word inspiring inspired is inspire is it's perfectly meant for you too thank you um congratulations on everything and i guess we'll be waiting to see what's next from you and your hubby definitely thank you so much for that sean it means a lot to me coming from you because you're a big inspiration for me as well forbes under 30 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i really do appreciate it thank you so much i'm so inspired by you and everything that you do and just like the level and scale that you do it on so keep on keeping on as well oh awesome before you go please tell us where we can find you online and and stalk you to see what's next (laughs) you can find me on social media um at arlene august and on my shop site that is shopalineaugust.co.za if you'd like to get a hold of us as inspired publishing that is inspiredpublishing.co.za and our email is info at inspiredpublishing.co.za